Welcome to the Live the Experience podcast. Charlie, welcome to the Live the Experience podcast. I'm very excited to have you on the show today. Uh, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. I'm super curious about your story and I've heard a bit and it's a very interesting story about an internship in Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Um, and let's get right into it. You were in the unfortunate situation that your team leader of the company you were working with, the chief technical officer, decided to quit just from here and then to quit. You told me that he uh, earned some Bitcoins or probably not some, but enough Bitcoins to just say, okay, I'm quitting. When your team leader quit, you come to the Netherlands, a new country, new experience. How did that make you feel and how did you deal with it? Uh, well, I felt unprepared, uh, mainly because I was unprepared. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of funny because the company I was working for or the company that gave me the internship, they specifically were requesting someone with knowledge in a specific tool. And the first time I talked to them, I said, yeah, I don't know about that tool. So <laughs> they kind of hired me just because they liked me. And then I was supposed to learn everything from this guy. And then after five months of visa process, and then I was one month, it was one month for me to go there. He leaves. And then I'm like, okay, so now what are, what are we going to do? <laughs> so let's talk a little bit, give an introduction to your company you worked for. Um, what did the company do? What field did they operate in? And what kind, type of products did they offer? Okay, they have one product, it's called Flex. And the way how it works is it allows employers to track their employees. And they've had this idea back in 2016. And they thought they were gonna have it ready like after one year. Um, they got their first client, but the client could never go live but till a few months ago when we finished the product uh, and it is mainly people sign up on their on their website and then they can apply for jobs and then the employer can manage people and you know do stuff so it's a mobile application yes it's a mobile application and it is also a web dashboard Okay, and then when you arrived in the Netherlands at the beginning, what were your responsibilities and what was your um, task? Because you signed up for as a front-end developer, right, for this company? Yes, um, I was hired as a front-end developer and that is a product on its own, the, the visual part of the, of the thing. And when I saw it, I immediately noticed that it had to be rebuilt because the way it was built before, it, uh, it was not uh, scalable and it was just, uh, we couldn't rely on that to continue with the process. So I was, that was another, another kind of shock for me because I thought I was gonna add like minor features to the thing or fix some errors. And then I realized I had to build it from scratch, like from the beginning. Yeah, so then all of a sudden you're in the situation, um, the chief technical officer, your team leader who's supposed to give you guidance and lead you through this internship, right, um, quits. And then you are unexpectedly 
this product you're working with um, is is not as good as you thought, and you you feel you see that you have to re-ramp it, right? Rewrite it. Yes. Take us through the timeline a little bit. Um, what did you do up till until the moment your team leader quit? And what changed after he quit? Uh, did your responsibilities change? Did the things you had to do change? Okay. Uh, first, the people at Flex, they thought the thing was good. Like, yeah, we can work with this. So um, when I started my internship, I actually started from Colombia. And then it was a month of me adding small buttons and moving things around a little bit, changing colors, nothing, nothing too crazy. So I was only in charge of the fixing small things in the web, the web version, the one for desktop. And when I traveled to the Netherlands, uh, this guy, he was not there anymore. So I see like the full, the full thing, like I see the full product. And then I realized, yeah, this is, we cannot work with this. All of the things that you guys want to make with this, we won't be able to do them. So we need to build it again, like from the beginning. And they said, okay, yeah, we cannot do that. <laughs> and then I said, yeah, no, it's not like, it's not optional. <laughs> so they thought, okay, but um, how, how can you do it? And then I obviously said, no, I don't know much about It all was this. too much for you. Yeah, yeah. So they said, okay, then what do we do? So I said, okay, we need to hire someone with knowledge and experience. Yeah, but then that's really expensive in the Netherlands. Okay, then I thought, okay, let's do it in Colombia. Let's hire someone with knowledge and experience in Colombia. And then I started looking for someone like that who knew English so that he could be my, like, the guy leading me. But we couldn't find anybody. So then, okay, that didn't work. So then I started looking for someone who had knowledge and experience, but who didn't speak English. And then we got a few people and we hired one of them. And then he started working uh, in the new, in the new, the new version of their product. So then you all of a sudden you go from moving around some buttons, changing some colors, towards recruiting new developers to. Um, start building the new product yes how did that make you feel and did you like it oh uh, no <laughs> no i didn't like it it was making me very uncomfortable because i i actually i wanted to go to amsterdam to just get drunk and have fun <laughs> i didn't <laughs> want to be working with people who were six hours time zone difference and then Then, like, uh, the owners of the product asking me, how is the thing going? Are we going to be on time? Is this going to be deployed by this deadline? And, yeah. So, even even though I left the office at five, I still had to communicate to people in Colombia till 11, sometimes 1 a.m., 11 p.m., 1 a.m. So, it was a diff very different experience than you expected. Yes, very much very much then um, take us a little bit further in your experience you start working with people from Colombia they start working on the new product um, what's happened then once the new product was finished 
Oh no no, the product was not finished just like that. It it took way longer than we everything in software takes way longer than people estimate it will take. Yeah. Because we thought, okay, we can rebuild it in two months. No, it took like six months. So it was it was very difficult. Um, we we were building the product, but in the meantime, we needed cash flow to continue building the product. And the way how the guy from Flex solved it was by getting other clients, getting other clients and do products for them. Uh, yeah, but then to do products for other clients, we also had to get more developers. You had to expand. Yes. But then did you also continue expanding in Colombia? Mm, okay. The thing is, we got two people to work in the Flex uh, product, right? Then the people from the other country, from Bangladesh, they didn't or they couldn't uh, work for with us anymore. So we needed to replace them. So we had to find like four more people to work with Flex. So then mm -hmm. that's six. But then we didn't have money to pay them. So the way how we solved it was to work for other companies. And then we got two more guys to work for the other companies. And with the money that the other companies were paying us, we were paying them and the Flex guys. But then it was not enough, obviously. So we had to get three more guys and then three more and then four more. And at the end, it was a team of 20 people. What have you learned from this sudden change of responsibility, but also the change of expectations and the overall experience being in the Netherlands and all of a sudden, yeah, having quite uh, like more responsibility than expected, right? And all of a sudden mm, being in charge of some expansion in Colombia for the new product development and getting the people, recruiting more people. Um, what have you learned from that? Uh, okay. Well, I mainly I learned that Having your own company is not as beautiful and perfect as people make it sound. Like everyone, if you talk to people, they always say, yeah, I want to set up my own business and I want to have my own company, my own thing. And it is very difficult. It And especially if you don't know anything about it. Like if it is your first time, I didn't know anything about taxes or social security or nothing, nothing like that. And first, I was, what we were doing, simple as easy. They were sending, they got the money from, from their clients to their Dutch account. Then from their Dutch account, they would send it to my personal account. And then from my personal account, I would just send it to the personal account of the people working with me. But then someone told me, yeah, that's not, that's not how businesses work. And then I was like, why not? This is perfect. And then they went, yeah, you know, countries they like taxes from people <laughs> who are doing businesses and if you do that then you're basically breaking the law oh okay <laughs> yeah so you, you make you made a big time jump now but then quickly explain us you you finish your internship in amsterdam in the netherlands and then you go back to colombia um, and you were just talking about your own company. So with the people you recruited back then in Colombia, right? You started your own company, right? Yes. Um, okay, first, because I couldn't continue doing my personal transactions with my personal bank account, we needed a company. 
So I thought, okay, let's use my dad's company. He has a company already, let's use that one. And then we gave people contracts and then we signed them up for health insurance and all the stuff. But then the, his accountant came to me and he said, yeah, this is not how you do things. And then I was like, why not? This is perfect. And then he said, no, because he his company is about construction, like selling construction materials and you are hiring engineers. In, engineers, this is not the same thing. And then, okay, well, what should I do? Yeah, you need another company. You cannot use this company anymore. And then, okay, so I guess I have to create a new company. And then I did that. But then creating a new company is not so easy <laughs> as I thought it would be. And a lot of paperwork needed to be filled. And I thought, okay, um, I guess maybe there are people doing that. So there must be a way for me to do it from here. And turned out it's very difficult to create a company if you are not in the country where the company is being created. So I had to yeah. get people I trusted to create it for me. And then, yes, they did it. But then it was not enough because you also need to not only create the company, but also sign the company up for a lot of things. So I needed to hire someone. Like a it's manager. a lot of bureaucracy. Yes. I had to hire a manager here to do that. And also to find an office because also finding an office is not easy. <laughs> So yeah, it, it, it was. It's a lot of challenges, right, to yeah. set up your own company. Yeah. Um, but so when you you came back from the Netherlands and the company was set up, and now you continue leading this company and still working together with Flexwork, right? Your your initial company that you internship at. Yes. The at no point uh, there was a moment when the two companies could be separated from each other because they depend on each other in a very, um, in a ridiculously difficult way. So they, they are the ones finding the clients and they are developing their product. So the way how they are financing, financing the development of their product is by building products for all the companies. And we are developing not only their product, but also the ones that they are selling to all the companies. It, it seems very interconnected and very difficult to, to have a complete overview of. But let's get a little bit to your experience in the Netherlands overall and to your personal, personal experience. It was your first time outside of Colombia, right? Traveling outside of Colombia and then that far to, to the Netherlands, to Europe. What what was your first impression when you arrived in the Netherlands? Yeah, well, okay. When I got there, I first the first thing I saw was Amsterdam from from above, and it was ridiculous how all the houses were like tight, like organized, like in tiny squares, and even the grass was square, like everything was square, and I thought this is crazy. <laughs> And then I I saw, okay, the the plane landed, right? And then we were going to park. I don't know how you call it, but I saw there was like a like a highway, and then the plane went over or above the highway, and then I thought these people are crazy. So they need the highway, <laughs> and then someone goes, yeah, but the airport is in the middle. If it was here, it'd be like, okay, I guess we won't be needing this highway. But over there, they went, ah, let's just do the highway below the airport. Ah, okay, that sounds like fun. And they did it. <laughs> that was like my first 
my first thought. Over, over the time of your internship, because you spent almost 12 months in Amsterdam, um, how did your impressions or your living in the Netherlands, how was that for you? Yeah, that was challenging itself because as someone who goes to work there, you have certain responsibilities, like you need to set up your BS number, you need to set up your DigiDay, you need to register in the municipality, you need to bring some documents, get your ID, sign up for health insurance. And I am too dumb for Europe. <laughs> the only reason why I survived and I could have all of that done is because I had a friend, her name is Manon, and she was the one who helped me. She works with Isaac, and she was the one who helped me with everything, like everything since the moment I got there. She helped me with, uh, with doing my appointments with the municipality and also signing me up for all the DigiDay stuff and health allowance and health insurance and all of the stuff. Yeah, I can imagine coming coming to the Netherlands, it's a lot of bureaucracy and you have to hand in a lot of things that might be very um, challenging at the at first. Now, we, we always like to talk about our leadership qualities. We try to develop in young people to become responsible leaders. How do you think you developed self-awareness during your internship at Flexwork and moving to the Netherlands to another continent? Um, okay, uh, so I, the, the, the way how I think I developed self-awareness the most was by noticing that my decisions were not just mine, but also they had an impact in the people working with me. Uh, I had to keep in mind that, uh, you know, when you go to work, you go to work because you have to pay your bills, right? But in my case, it was more like I needed to go to work because I needed the projects to go well because there were people whose livelihood depended on them getting their salaries coming from the clients paying for those projects. And then it was, uh, I wouldn't call it motivation. It was like a lot of pressure. I was under a lot. I am still now under a lot of pressure how, how do you deal with it how do you deal with the pressure uh it's like taking a cold shower you you cannot deal with it you just if there is not hot water you just have to take it and then and then if your body or if your personality can stand it then you will survive uh, and usually you survive because As far as I have heard, no one has died from a cold shower. So I guess it's the same here. It's like you just need to stand it. And as far as I know, no one has died from, you know, from the stress, from having the responsibilities that I have. I, 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 I mean, I can imagine thousands of other people having even more responsibilities that I have now. Of course, yeah. That's always that's always the case, I guess, right? Um, but then listening to experience, I also get the impression that you saw an opportunity where most people saw a huge problem. You come to the Netherlands, you do the internship, and it's not as like the your team leader quits, the one who is supposed to guide you, right? Um, but from this from this moment on, you started building up your own company. No, and now no, no, no. <laughs> nah, I didn't start building. I just start solving small problems one at a time. And then it became this craziness, but that was not like my first, my first intention. I was just trying to solve one 
small problem at a time. And then little by little. But it all led to now you leading your own company. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but that was not like my first intention. Uh, but still, it's it's a crazy journey, isn't it? You you show truly being resilient and being solution oriented, and then as you said, finding solutions to to problems, and then slowly developing and and improving the product and your your whole overall experience, um, which led you to where you are right now. Well, Charlie, thank you very much for taking the time to share your experience um, and your experience in in Amsterdam, and then coming back to Colombia and now leading your own company. Um, thank you very much for taking the time. Oh, no, you're welcome. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening to the whole episode. I hope you were able to take something out of it. If you're curious what an Isaac experience could look like for you, make sure to contact your local Isaac office or just sign up on isaac.org and let them get in touch with you. As always, if you have any questions or if you want to share some feedback with me or other thoughts, make sure to get in contact with me. As always, you can find all links in the show notes. If you like this podcast, please rate it and share it with your friends and family. That would mean a lot to me. Until then, have a great day and talk to you next episode.